It's like living with a six-year-old. I still go on play dates. I just call them play dates so I can go out with Eric and Paul and Adam. You sound like his mom. He likes sports too. You guys would be such good friends. I'll do all the technical aspects. Adam will be the face. Paul will be the muscle. And then Eric will be oh, the we're, sales guy. We're screwed from the muscle. <laughs> Paul will be muscle and the troubadour. I, I handed a jar to my son to open the other day, so we're in bad <laughs> shape. <laughs> Good evening, guys. Welcome to the Forefathers Podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Eric. I'm Adam. And I'm Eric. And this is a podcast where we talk about faith, fatherhood, friendship, and formative verses. Um, as we were talking about what we wanted to discuss this week, we really, one of the topics that came up that I feel is really important is what are the verses that have impacted our lives and how have they changed us? And so I'm just going to start start out and and you know, the first verse that came to mind when I thought about this is is actually a couple of chapters in Hosea, the first two chapters of Hosea. And um, and the whole story of Hosea, Hosea is like an Old Testament prophet, which I used to get a lot of grief for because they used to call me Old Testament boy. But the reality mm, is... Amen to that. Preach it. Raise the roof. <laughs> and man, did they in the Old Testament. They knew how to praise there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, for a long time, you were only saying there was only one book of the Bible, and it was the Old Testament. Ah, uh, that's not true. <laughs> I understand the value of the gospel, but a Jewish Viking, okay? Yeah, I know, right? Jewish Viking, right? Overturning tables, you know, whatever. That's about um, it, really. <laughs> right. The thing I love about Hosea one two is it's really a conversation or a story of God's love and redemption, and um. And if you if you ever get a chance to read it, it's the reason that it impacted me is that it's all about um, us living in our brokenness. And and for those of you guys that don't know the story, the story is that God has this prophet. His name is Hosea, and he tells him to go marry a prostitute. And the illustration in the story is that Hosea is a representation of God, and the prostitute is a representation of the country of Israel that God called out, and. And over and over again, the Israelites and and us by proxy, right? We we wander away from the great things that God has planned for us. And over and over again, um, in the story, Hosea goes and finds his prostitute wife, even though she's sleeping with somebody else, and brings her back and loves her some more. And <clears throat> you know, so many times in my life, like I have I have been that prostitute. I I mean not for money, but, you know, like just wandered away, did the wrong thing, made the wrong choices. And put on the wrong over lipstick. and over again, God has found, put on lipstick, right? High heels or no heels. <laughs> short skirt, you know, moving on. <laughs> short skirt, moving on, you know, but like the reality is over and over again, God pursues me. And, and, and for me, um, you know, we've talked about this before, but I was the kid that was always leaving. And so nobody ever chased me, you know, and so because I would move from one place to another. And so I was used to not being pursued, but God really has pursued me. And and that that passage of scripture, Hosea 1 and 2, is the story. And then the rest of it's the actual poems that go along with the prophetic book. But um, just really impacted me. And uh, it, it kind of reminded me just how much God loves me even in my flaws. So, you know, I, I think that's a 
it's one of those formative verses that really just kind of made me who I am and, and my pursuit of God, what it is. So, and how, um, <clears throat> let me ask, how early do you, like, when, when did this hit you? Like when in your life story is, did this kind of rear its head? Like when did you first, um, get a sense to, of the story and start to tie it to your own life? Uh, I think that I really came to know what Hosea was in my mid twenties. Um, and it was actually tied to a novel that I read with after my wife read it when we were newly married, it was a, a book called redeeming love by Francine rivers. Hmm. And it, and that's the same story or represent an allegory of that story in the 1800s. Um, in 1800 frontier America. And so oh. when I went back and actually read the verses, it was like, Oh, and you know, there's, there's, yeah. So that was late twenties. is probably when I really oh. got it. So big deal for yeah. me then. It's kind of a very stark contrast to our youth um, because even though you, weren't chased a lot from your spiritual walk <laughs> or may have been chased a lot. I should say um, that um, you were primarily the chasey in most of our relationships, if I recall, right. <laughs> Which um, is a very Both different physically stark... and spiritually. <laughs> Adam can get to that stark contrast and be the first recipient <laughs> to understand, you know, the true love of Eric Romanak and how that, you know, <laughs> qualifies um, as a good parallel to how God <laughs> constantly pursued and chased you no matter how you know good or bad or indifferent you were in your your walk <laughs> but yeah kind of funny it, it, it it's an interesting scenario for for me it's always the opposite um verses tend to be a, a like a marker or milestone a lot for me i they also have a very common theme in them um as you'll probably notice i have a lot of them but one of my favorite ones um, as I got older and even past my twenties and into my more formative adult years with children, um, were in the Proverbs, I kind of got into this weird state of like memorization and trying to drill some of that home. One of the ones that stood out real, um, strong for me was, um, it, it's in Proverbs, it's Proverbs 15, 19. It's a slacker's way is like a thorny hedge in the path of the upright is a highway. And I'm like, you know, just alone saying that I always envision myself in a uh, tattered robe, standing on top of a mountainside, holding a stone tablet, you know, preaching this stuff to, uh, you know, masses down below. Um, and that was just in my head, but of course was never going to you know pan out in reality because I was just as bad as the next sinner next to me. But um, it always was a, a, a good reference for me, especially no matter, and even today's, I mean, I shared with you guys earlier about how I you know, feel like I'm slacking. And again, this verse is speaking to me now is like, you get into areas of your life that you just, you, you're not devoting time and you're not devoting effort to things that are as fruitful or could be as fruitful to both, you know, those around you, your family and, and, um, 
your church and your professional life. And it's always a little harder to get away from getting caught up in that. But once you get caught up in that, you just, it's like a, exactly like a thorny bush is. I mean, when you're in a thorny bush, you're like, oh, this sucks. And it's like really, you know, pricking you. And it's like, you know, you're stepping through it and you're trying to get, you know, you're trying to make your next step without trying to get poked or whatever. And it's just like, you're struggling left and right, but it's not like, tor it's not torture. It's just enough to be in a nuisance. And I think for that verse, the time when I get to that point in my life, I go, okay, all right, I'm in those that thorny section. Need to stop. Need to figure out how to reset, move towards you know the highway. And you think a highway, a highway is wide open. I mean, you look at a four six lane highway. There are many choices. You can be in the super high speed lane going the speed limit, whatever that might look like. I <laughs> hypothetically speaking, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, a justifiable 65 miles an hour might be good for most people. I'm above that as I'm criticized quite often for my driving. The The idea that there are multiple ways and multiple stages through a you know highway that you can build up into. And, and, you know, you're free to get on and off along your path. But a highway for me is like it's a long haul. It's a long strive. It's a long drive. And and there's a lot to happen, you know, on that highway that can happen in, in good and bad ways. For me, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to get to open a highway where you can pop open a window and get, you know, the fresh air and all the other stuff. But, um, yeah, th that verse has always kind of really stuck to me and, and really just helped me in those moments where I don't feel like I'm productive. Yeah, it's funny because, I, you know, I think about this hedge of thorns, like, visual here that I – and the thing that strikes me is – when you're stuck in a hedge of thorns, even if you stop, it doesn't stop being aggravated. Like the thorns are now pressing in on you. So the only way out is to finish going through. And it's not comfortable. And you like, like you said, it's not like, it's not like a sucking chest wound when you're done it, but it's a bunch of aggravating little scratches that like you could have avoided if you yeah. just stayed on the highway. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's always, you know, it's always tough. And the funny thing with, you know, as you said, Eric, a thorny is you can't go backwards because just going backwards is even worse. <laughs> it's right. like, it's not like, hey, I could step back, right. you know, two or three chapters and I'd be good. Nope. You're just going to get, you know, beat up even more, you know, going yeah. backwards. So you have to go forward. So it's a, it's a good, you know, good visual. Yeah. Um, for and me, it's, a, it's, um, Paul's question here. The, it's just this that line really that has always hit like me. Five years ago. Um, and I still, it's a, it's a story that, that many of us know that you've probably heard a million times in the prodigal son, but it's this line, um, you know, so let, let me set the stage. So that maybe the, anybody that doesn't know, um, you know, younger son uh, takes his inheritance, basically tells his father, which is basically like telling his father, Hey, I wish you were dead. And he just takes it and he goes and spends it and goes and sows his wild oats. And then at some point he realizes the error of his ways and says, you know, I'm just going to go back. I'm, I'm not going to expect anything. I'm just going to go back and assume that my father's going to maybe treat me like a slave or one of his hired hands or what have you. And the part that always gets me, and I'm already, I'm already choking up because I just, I love this line so much. It's, you know, and I always picture it. The, the sun is cresting the hill. And then the, the next line is while he was still a long way off. It is the best line in the Bible. I love it so much because it says so much. It says a few things. It says that, the father, so God, is always looking out for us no matter what happens. Because it's not like the father would just randomly look out the window. Like, he's going to be looking for him daily, pining after him, even though the son um, <clears throat> made some horrible, horrible decisions, right? But also, like, here's the father, and he's the king. 
well, and so in this, or he's the, you know, the, the, the owner of all the estate, you know, the, the, uh, the, the dynamic of him running out to the sun, like he is the head of that estate. Like he's the King. He shouldn't be running out to anybody. People should be running to him. But the fact that he like humbles himself and runs out and, you know, if you're running in robes, it's not going to be very, uh, you know, uh, it's not going to look good. You're going to pull it, pull up your robe and run, and it, everybody's going to be laughing at you, or whatever. For the women but, on uh, our podcast, it's like wearing a skirt, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, like, all of this is in play, and it's just, it's so beautiful. It's while he was still a long way off. Um, it is. I love it so much. It's a. We, what we, we need the sound of music in the background while you were saying that. that was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was hoping Adam had a, like a you know little wave file for that one. <laughs> it's been lacking. No, he'll, he'll just play the Jeopardy theme under. That would be the high high yeah. turning point, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that is a great set of verses for sure i I, yeah the power of god's love and his like you know just how he longs yeah but like so that like that that moment obviously is big for you so what like is there something in your life that parallels that for you like did you there's like an event that made you like just go oh my gosh that 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 moment kicks you know a memory from your childhood or like a turning point, you know, in some part of your life at all? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I don't know that I ever thought about it like that. Um, I, I think it, for me, it's just a, um, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe now that I'm thinking about it right now, uh, it's, it's pretty actually. Yeah. So I think growing up with like a severe levels of, um, in, uh, not being enough, not being worthy, you know, like just, uh, not trusting myself, not, you know, knowing who I am. And then to read that and go, Oh, wait a minute. Like not only did like, not only do people care, but they care enough. So maybe it wasn't even just about the sin. Cause I mean, that's a huge part of it as well. But like, just the fact that anybody at all would ever think that you're deem you worthy enough to go running after you, I think was, is maybe that's, that's, that's probably part of it too. Totally so, like a good parallel. I mean, like yeah. just you said, using some of the feelings of inadequacy or stuff like that yeah, you know, in your mind, exactly. you always plant the seed of like, holy, I'm not worthy. Uh, I can't, no one's going to love me after I do yeah. something like that, you know, but right. when you, when you go above and beyond that, that's like, yeah. you know, agape love as they say. So right. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So was that like, is that something that's always been in your, like you've had most of your life in as a Christian kind of verse, or is it just something that struck you at a certain time or moment? Um, there's a few verses that stick with me and never leave. And that's one of them. That's that. I would say that's the, that's one that it's almost like a song. In fact, it's exactly like a song that you hear over and over again and you keep going, I'm going to get sick of this eventually. And you just never do. Like, that's what this verse has been for me. Like every now and then I'll be talking about it and I'll be like, and I'll choke up again and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm 44. I've like, I had this initial idea when, yeah, when I was like, you know, 20 or so. And it still, it still impacts me. 
And just that's one line in the Bible. That's, you know, one line in the New Testament, which Eric doesn't believe in because he's a Jewish. <laughs> <Viking>. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> it's got to be like Numbers of Leviticus. It's going right. to be long exactly. and on. And yeah. it has to be, you I know. I will let you um, know that my, the rest of my verses are all from the New Testament point. Yeah, I believe what I said. <laughs> in King James ASV format. So, yeah, exactly. New King James. Exactly. Right. With the the and eyes. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's it's so good. It is. It's so it good. is a great it's, illustration. It's a, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very stark contrast from where I come from, but in essence, it it's um <laughs> it's a good one because it's like it's it's always one of those like I hate to call it a memory verse, but it's like it's it's an ingrained memory. It's a yeah. a learned memory type thing where you don't have to like memorize the verse to know the whole theme and the parable and the story, and and it's you know impacting on no matter what level you're at or where you're at in your walk. So yeah, it's 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 cool. Well, you know, and we'll hear from Adam in a second and see if the the theme applies. But so far, like our initial verses have very much been a, been of our personalities, right? right absolutely. Like mine's all mine's all feeling and heart yeah. and like your Eric's <laughs> pipes is like, I need to work harder. I need to get off my butt. <laughs> I need to get out of the thorn bushes. Can I cut them down? Exactly. That, that's the reason why Proverbs coke so concise. It's like very simple, clean, and dry. They knew what they were going to get to down yeah. to brass tacks. It's done. I'm sure but they talk yeah. about brass tacks. <laughs> I got to get my ducks in a row before I get out of the thorn bushes. No, there were no ducks in, in <laughs> I'm sure very yeah. Ducks go under the yeah. thorn bush. Yes. 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 So like squirrels. Uh, so All right. Um, you you got to have something in your wild, you know, Rolodex of uh, verses. Verses. Yeah. Well, so uh, mine. Uh, being being predicated as New Testament boy, uh, I am sticking with that with that theme. Uh, one of my uh, one of my favorite verses is in John, where the woman who was caught in adultery and was presented to Jesus, and uh, he sits there and doesn't say a lot and writes in the sand for a bit, where where people are are like stone her, throw her into the pond. Let's do it now. She's a heathen, and uh, and it, it really. Wood, very small rocks. No, it it it, it brings me to the point where where uh, Jesus paused and he didn't say anything, and he 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 kind of let people, well, kind of bury themselves. But instead of instead of just stopping and throwing out something that's correct and not not taking the time to listen, um, just really shows. It's just such an example, especially in the a, a time and day like today, where people are so quick to judge and so quick to to throw out uh, just uh, opinions that really don't bring balance or really don't bring an opportunity to to see the to to share the light between each other. And so it's 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 pretty cool to. Uh, to see that. And it just in my own life, like there have been so many situations where I could say something for a specific comment or a specific thing, but I stop and, and, and realize that, wow, wow, if I mention this, then what, what type of opportunity do I have to speak into their lives later on down the line? Because they I've said something that may be a little judgmental and harsh and could have been right or could have been wrong, but still cause that kind of divide. Whereas instead of speaking out 
my own opinion and whether it's true or not and and kind of coming at it in a different angle in love uh keeps that heart of that relationship together and and allows the ability for god to move in and allows the ability for a relationship to be built versus having this strife or this particular situation block what could be really a good friendship you know and and relationship and so did did jesus jesus pussyfoot around this no he pretty much stated this he stated uh in that fact and said he who cast who he who has sin cast the first stone and and it was it but he said it in a way that was not that was kind of quiet at the moment like it wasn't him screaming at the top of his lungs and the holy spirit was able to work through that and as you read into the into this into the verses people started to slowly walk away as they got convicted until she was the only one left and and it's really what the heart of God is. It's not about screaming down whether this is whether it's r- true or not, or whether it's right or not. It's not about screaming to get that that point across. It's it's about doing it all on a basis of love, and doing it on a basis of having that compassion, having that ability to to listen. And I have a hard time doing that because I, I'm just a, a, a I I have a some people would say ADD, but I just, I, 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 I'm not really, I mean, I'm compassionate, but I'm really kind of the typical male, like, well, there's a problem. Let's fix it. Let's get it done. You know, like, let's move on to the next thing. Cause I got a lot of things to do <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so it's definitely been a learning process and it's a daily learning process, not only my job, but also in, I may know the answer, but let the person finish because I've learned over time and over, over the years I've been on this earth that if I let the person finish, my relationship with them gains respect versus, well, I'm not going to go to that person because he's just going to, he's just going to talk over me. And I've had situations where I've walked into a, a, a conversation with someone and he's like, he or she is just like, no, I'm just going to tell you this and move on to the next piece. It's like, well, you don't really care about my opinion. And and that's that's a key there. That's that's a key point. People like to, want to be heard. People want to be loved. People want to be noticed. And and if we can't take the time to stop and listen, and 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 let someone speak their thoughts, and then provide your your opinion or your thoughts on it, whether it be right or whether it be wrong, uh, you just end up in a situation where you're 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 adding more layers to that onion than peeling them away. Yeah, that's that whole cancel culture that we're in right now. That's like the whole attitude of like, well, you don't believe what I believe, and so therefore I get to write you off. And so that no, oh, or 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 well, it's just prevalent today too. Like people get so quote unquote butthurt. You know, it's like we're we're the genuine generation of not having, and, and I'm not saying that's a, I'm not saying have thick have having thick skin is a is a is a good thing. It's it, but but. Right, exactly. But but there is a balance there. And and but there's also a mutual respect because in the end God's after their heart, you know? And and just because you may see something happening and, and again, I mean, if someone's getting murdered, then obviously you should be like, well, let's let's pray let's pray about this and let's talk. To, you know what I mean? But but for the most part, the situations that we experience in life are are really not 
not life threatening, you know, or, or so I guess my, my, the biggest thing out of that that verse is just listen and, and be, and God even said this, be, be slow to anger and abounding in love, you know? Yeah. So my next verse, um, is a verse that, you know, I don't remember when I read it. Um, I was going through the book of Mark and I just stumbled across the other parable of the sower verse. Um, and it's in four Mark chapter four verses 26 to 29. And it's just a little three verse parable. And, um, and it, the verses are, he said, the holy nation of God is like a man who plants a seed in the ground. He goes to sleep every night and gets up every day and the seed grows, but he doesn't know how. The earth gives fruit by itself. The leaf comes first, then the young grain can be seen. And last, the grain is ready to gather. And as the, soon as the grain is ready, he cuts it. The time of gathering the grain has come. And um, this verse for me was uh, real has been really important to me as I've served in ministry over, you know, specifically over the last 10 to 15 years. But, you know, as I look back, it's been true of a lot of my ministry time. And, and the reality is that so often when I'm serving people, and, and this is not just a ministry thing, but it could be a work thing too. But so often when you're serving people, you do the right thing, but you don't see the fruit of what you do. And then all of the sudden, something happens and it's like, oh, that's fruit. And then you get to harvest it. And sometimes the fruit you're harvesting isn't stuff you even laid a seed. You know, sometimes you just happen to be in the right place at the right time to cut the grain down and gather it. You know, and I, I feel like, you know, anybody that's been doing ministry, anybody that's done management, leadership, anything like that, there's these seasons where, man, it is just such a drag. It's so much work. It's so hard. It's like you're pulling everything uphill. But when you get to that point where you see the benefit, when you know that, you know what, it's just my job to do the right thing in the right way, the things that I've been called to do. And you know what, God, I can do that even if I don't ever see the fruit because I know that's what you've called me to do. And then, you know, when the benefit, when we see the seed, when we see the plant come, when we see the fruit come, it's like, oh, that's so encouraging. Now I can do this for another 10 years, you know? Um, and it's just, it's really a verse that's really been impacting me for a long time. Um, and uh, so, you know, I, it's been pretty important to me. It's been pretty important from a longevity point of view. It's been pretty important from a parenting point of view. Um, so, yeah. Like, so, yeah, I mean, obviously you paralleled like a lot of things there, like what specific thing, like for that verse, like sticks and drives it home for you? Like, I mean, is it more in your parenting style? Is it more in the ministry style? Is it, you know? I think it's probably most, well, I think it's in both, but I, I would say, <laughs> I see this a lot. Um, 
I think the parts of this that really impact me are he just does his stuff and he doesn't know why it works the way that it works. He just knows that it knows that it's the right thing and it works right. That he does not know how the seed grows, but he does not know how like he did his job. He planted the seed, but he's not responsible for the rest of that process. He's just responsible for planting the seed for watering the seed. If that's part of what his job is, but the seed still has to grow on its own. And from a ministry point of view, I think so often it's easy to get into this rut where you're like, I have to make this happen. I have to do this. Even from a parenting point of view, I have to make this happen in my kid. I have to change this thing in my kid. And, and there is some of that, you know, in both of those circumstances, but mostly it's if I'm doing the right things and I'm focused on the right things, God will take care of the fruit coming from that. And, and it decreases my, the requirement for me to strive and to control in that process, because I don't know how it's going to happen the right way. You know, I don't know how to get my kid to love God, but you know what? Somehow he does. So maybe I've been doing something right. You know, um, I don't know how to help those kids that are in my youth group really understand how much God loves them and how his plan is better for them than what they think they're from, than what their friends are telling them. You know, but I know that if I keep telling them that and I keep loving them and I keep doing, being available for that conversation, they'll get it because God is faithful, you know, and that's in the end, that is the part of the story that I love is that God is faithful through this. That makes sense. Yeah. So basically bottom line is like some of it's trust. I mean, a lot of it's trust. I mean, that's where it kind of Mm. the root of that all is it's, it's trusting, you know, the unknown, trusting the the process that you may not have all your ducks in a row. Sorry, guys. Um, but in essence, it's, you know, that's a big thing, especially, I mean, we were all teenagers, so we all know that, you know, you, you, you got to trust certain things and then other things you've got to question, you know, because you need to understand for whatever reason or season you're in. But like the funny thing that that verse parallel parallels for me is like the whole body as a verse that every body part has its own function and purpose. But like, you know, the head, the 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 neck doesn't know why the arm right. does what the arm does, but it's in critical to the whole process. Yeah, that's, that's a good call, man. That's that's a good tie in. You know, but they all work in harmonious, you know, conjunction with each other. And and so therefore we're able to function as a human being. So. Mm-hmm that very much parallels a lot of that same stuff and you know but yeah i think that verse for you eric is 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 something you strive a lot on is the 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 long haul the process the marathon aspect of it you sit there and you know that you know hey we're in this long haul so i don't have to get it all right the first you know 15 minutes and like you said with the youth you're working with you stretch it yeah you constantly keep driving it home because it's a a long long term you know understanding and it's not like hey you're just going to get it the first time yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking that um that that the long haul there as well. I mean, I um boy, I think that's one of the things I'm starting to realize as a parent as as Jonathan is getting older is that I'm starting to get less concerned of the moment to moment and more concerned about the 
day to day, week to week, and just not having to like that. It just changes my perspective on the battles that I fight or even don't fight. Like, and my goal, like a lot, like at times my goal had been to make him do it right and make him respect me and whatever. And now it's just like, well, let's, you know, let's, let's, let me give him some respect and let me try to give him a little bit of, uh, you know, what do they say? Enough, enough rope to, to hang himself as it were. Right. But, but it's, it's even more than that. It's like, no, I'm going to trust him in some areas and then we'll see how that goes and we'll take a step back. But yeah, that whole long haul. And, um, boy, I am struck again by, it's like what, two lines, three lines. And there's so much there. I don't know that I would have, I don't know that I would have even thought of that, of this verse. Like to me, this is like you said, it's the other one about the seed. So I don't think, I don't know that I think about this ever (laughs) have thought about this ever. Um, But just, I mean, but you know, we've heard all of our Christian lies that there's no formula. And here's the, here's the verse that says that. Yeah, man, there's no formula. You can like, sure. The, I guess the, in some respects, the farmer, like, you know, he, he knows the steps he doesn't, he does, but he doesn't know why he just, he just knows that if he doesn't water it, it dies. It doesn't grow. Right, exactly. <laughs> you don't yeah. plant it on rocks versus good soil. You right, know, you get right. nothing, right? Yeah. It produces very low. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty so good. so what wise stuff do you have to lay on us now, Adam? Uh, I actually go back to that verse and uh, that, that set of verses in Numbers where they're about to enter the promised land and they talk themselves out of it. And Caleb and Joshua, and I love that verse, a point where 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 Caleb's pretty much like in, in, in modern terms of vernacular, shut your mouth, let's go. What's your problem? But but they're they're giants in there. They're they're bigger than us. Who said they were? And, and kind of the children of Israel talking themselves out of it, and just Caleb and Joshua having that gumption to say, no, God said it's true. Let's go do it let's go. Come on. What are you waiting for? And, and so sometimes it's, 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 uh, it's such a testament to, to really in some areas of life, though, though, though the outcome you, you're told what the outcome is though. You don't like have that physical proof, but you still trust and rely and you step out and that's what makes change. And that makes, that's what makes change. That's what makes change in many areas of life. And sometimes we just need to to suck it up, Buttercup, and step out and do it. You know, yeah. So, so that's uh, that's one thing. And I've had so many situations in my own, and just in my own personal walk, and my in the corporate speak in my tenure <laughs> <laughs> living on this earth, old. Um, that uh, that to see the effects of me just taking a simple step. And and looking at how that ripple effect happened uh, through the through people's lives and changed people's directions uh, is is really really is really what God is is calling and focusing uh, having us focus on. I mean, you look in like just the modern day church and and like I, I understand it's like the, the the vineyard has a motto like go do great things and. And it, it, in reality, some people take that out of a, some people miss that point. And, and God's not, call, I mean, God is, God does call people to go preach to millions and, and talk to millions. And there's nothing wrong with having that, that aspect, but people forget that you create waves and, 
And if you take the opportunity just to step out in a small point point in your life, which may completely seem insignificant to what you're doing, you you don't realize the the ripple effect that it has and the ability it has to touch people's lives in the same way that it actually in a more in a more real way than you'd get with someone who's speaking in front of a, a crowd of 10,000 people. Hmm. And, and it's really what God calls us to do. Do your part in your, in your circles right. and, and watch the effects that it has. Cause that, it, it, but I think, I think as a society, we, we get so caught up in the moment of being recognized that we miss what the true calling and what God has called us to do. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, you know, you, using our uh, worldly vision when we should be using our supernatural vision. Um, mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, or common sense—that works too. <laughs> common <laughs> well, sense is lacking. Yeah, the problem is sometimes what God calls us to doesn't feel like. Yes, sense totally. Yeah, totally. Right. You want me to what? That's why it's yeah. common sense. Right <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't do that. I mean, I guess I'll build <laughs> the boat. Terrible. It's not raining, but I guess I'll build a boat. Right. <laughs> right. All right. God, why didn't you exactly? Why didn't you send yeah. me anybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I really hope he's not lying. I'll be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a flood of awareness. <laughs> flood of That's awareness. so true. That's I'll, a, be so I'll be so pissed. <laughs> I have to watch that movie yeah, again. Uh, so good. Ah, good stuff. All right, guys. You know, I, it's been awesome hearing your verses. Uh, like Paul said, I mean, the verses that we brought up um, fully represent who God has made each of us to be, which I think is pretty awesome to hear. Um, but the other thing that I love about these verses is they represent us, but they've also had the chance to help form us. They've had the chance to change how we see the world, how we see God, how we see ourselves, how we see each other. And uh, I think that's great. And so for for those of you guys that are listening out there, um, feel free to post verses that have mattered to you in the feedback line on our Facebook page. Let us know because, you know, we do this because we want to share with you what God's done in our lives, but we'd love to hear what God's done in your life as well. Um, and thank you so much for listening because we really appreciate the opportunity to do this every week. It's really great for us just individually and as a group, but we hope it's also great. And thanks for listening to the Forefathers podcast. Where we talk about faith, fatherhood, and other F words. If you want to learn more, head over to our website at the number four fatherspodcast.com. If you'd like to help our show, make sure you give us a review on iTunes or in the podcast app of your choice. Those reviews help others find our show. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send those to feedback at forefatherspodcast.com.